0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 115 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Pink Skills answers your table tennis questions. Today is Technique Tuesday, and we'll be discussing the forehand flick. We'll also uh, have a quick chat about the World Championships. In today's questions, we'll talk about if it's okay to put new rubbers on a pre-made bat. We'll give some advice on how to uh, how to get the correct action when learning new strokes, and we'll give some tips on how to attack a plain top-spin serve. I'm Jeff Plum, and with me, as always, is Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Morning, Jeff, And, uh, yeah, good to
1: good to be here for another show.
0: Absolutely, the Worlds, the
1: yeah. Is really yeah. Yeah, the World Championships is interesting. They uh, finalised all the qualification matches. And it's interesting that... Uh, like the main draw hasn't started yet and they've already completed 481 matches, 2000 games, 38,000 points, but we haven't even started.
0: It's a massive event, isn't it? I mean, when you look at those numbers, you realize just how big it is and, um, how much organization must go in to make this tournament happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, so, so the main draw is finalised now and uh, no real surprises. Um, uh, interesting uh, from an uh, Australian point of view that David Powell um, qualified, made the made the main draw, a bit of an upset over one of the Czech players who's number 158 in the world. So that was a good result for Australia.
0: Yes, um, exactly. And, yeah, uh, Australia. I wonder if he was using a big bat. Uh, maybe,
1: maybe he's been... Uh, Taking some lessons, that's right. Or does that <laughs> only
0: work against the
1: Chinese? I think so. And uh, he hasn't got a Chinese player first up either. He's got, I think he's got someone from Taipei in the first round. So I wonder if that
0: works, maybe. Great. Yep, all right. And so um, we'll put a link in the show notes to the ITTV where you can watch the World Championships. They've got eight um, tables live streaming on their ITTV channel. So... Make sure you check out some of the games. Great to watch. All right, Alois, should we move on to Technique Tuesday?
1: Absolutely.
0: So um, today we're going to be talking about the forehand flick. Um, We've just released a new video, if you haven't seen it yet, on the forehand flick in HD. And I think you'll say, Alois, you were pretty happy with how it came out?
1: Yeah, you know, like Jeff's editing skills, don't tell him, but Jeff's editing skills, pretty good, pretty good. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's come up really well, and I think it it, um, it really highlights some of the, the really important things about the flick. And, you know, probably the one most important thing is to just be able to get that wrist back before you make the flick um, on the forehand side. So I see a lot of players trying to make the flick starting from here and they got no power because um, they're not utilising their wrist properly. So just getting that wrist back um, allows you to come forward a little bit more. And also it, you can change it. If I've got the wrist back, I can play down the line there or I can play across court by just hitting it a little bit later as well. So, um, yeah, it just opens up possibilities as well. So that's probably one of the really key things with the flick. The other one is to make sure you're hitting the ball at the top of the bounce. If you hit the ball at the top of the bounce, um, again, you're giving yourself the best opportunity. There's not much margin with the with the flick because the ball doesn't bounce very high. So if you hit the ball really low or early, then you've got to lift the ball up. So you've got to put a little bit more topspin on it, which makes the ball um, a bit slower. So by waiting for the ball to come up the top of the bounce, you can flick it hard and fast. So, yeah. Um, take a look at the video. Um, I like it. I like I like the editing skills of Jeffrey um, and, uh, and see, see how you go.
0: Great, All right. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can check it out and um, yeah we'll go we, in the video we go over some of the points Alloys has mentioned and a few others. So check it out. the beforehand flick. All right, Alloys. Um, yesterday's Ping Skiller's question of the day was: Who has the best draw in the men's singles at the World Championships?
1: Yeah, so now that the draw's done, I don't, I don't think um, anyone's really got a great draw. You know, it's I don't think I don't think anyone's going to stand out from it. Um, you know, probably, probably if you look at it, um, you know, uh, Ma Long um, avoiding Zhu Xin. And Zhang Si um in the in the same half, so he's got Fan Zendong, Still, still a tough um, tough ask in the semi. But yes, yeah, so, so for me, I think Ma Long slight favourite uh, because uh, Zhu Xin and Zhang Zi will have to play each other in the semi final if they both get there, of course. But um, that's how it looks. So I think I think Ma Long probably the the happiest out of of all the players in the draw.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, there's so many good players at the World Championships and even the first round for these players, they're not going to, you know, be taking it easy. Um, There's some good players in the first round.
1: Yeah, so um, Marlong plays against the number 100 player in the world from um, Iran um, first up. You know, you'd think that that's a reasonably comfortable match. But um, first match in the World Championships, you know, he'll have a few nerves and, um, you know, hopefully it, they, uh, they provide a good match for us. So that's on table one um, in 11 hours from now. So uh, so you'll be able to see that live streamed on ITTV in 11 hours. So get onto it.
0: Brilliant. All right. And the Ping Steelers question for today is, uh, what was your favourite match of the day at the World Championships? So um, if you've been uh, watching out and looking at the ITTV results, leave a comment and let us know what was your favourite match of the day. You can go to pingskills.com and click on the blog link and you'll find all the shows and leave a comment there. Yeah, so you um, can um, in,
1: include include today's matches in that as well. So uh, take take a look at the uh, the first round of singles in both the men's and women's singles. And uh, let let us know tomorrow which is your best or or favourite
0: match. Excellent. All right. Um, In the questions, Alice, first up we've got one from Abdullah who says, I'm currently using a pre-made bat. Would it be suitable to remove the rubber and reuse the blade? And please recommend some rubbers for me that provide good spin and speed. I am an amateur learning chops and forehand loop." yeah so it,
1: it is good to um, replace rubber on a pre-made bat um, just depending on the type of pre-made bat so if have a look here. this is a really um, old cheapy um, pre-made bat. I think the bats you know used to cost about seven or eight dollars um, They were a steger steger bat um, so I used them quite a bit um, and put different rubbers on so here I've put an old shriver rubber on it um, and it works really well um, because, the, the, as we talked about yesterday as well, the blade isn't really the most important part of the whole setup. Um, it's it's more about the rubber. So the the blade, those pre-made bats are quite slow, um, give you good control. Uh, so then, if you put a uh, a better rubber on it, you get a bit of speed from it, a bit more spin, but you've still got that control from the um, from the rubber as
0: well. Yeah, great. So. Um, the only thing is sometimes it can be a little hard to get those rubbers off. Is there anything you can do to make that easier?
1: Yeah, so you can use um, some sort of solvent. Um, so, you know, just try to get as much of the rubber and sponge off as you can. It's more about the sponge sticking. Um, so, yeah, you can then use a bit of a solvent. I use terps or something like that as well to, um, to just soften it and then, and then take it off. Or you could use a bit of sandpaper or grit paper or, and just uh, sand it back. Well. Yeah,
0: and that's just because the pre-made bats, they use a really solid glue um, to stick the rubbers on in the factory, um, whereas when you put the rubbers on yourself, you'll use just the normal water-based table tennis glue, and then that's much easier to take on and off. And then um, some rubbers for an amateur learning, chops and forehand loops, alloys. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we like we like
1: things like uh, Mark V Shriver, um, those sort of rubbers, um, good control, give you enough spin. If you if you're doing a lot of chopping, then I'd just go a thinner sponge underneath it. So maybe a one point five millimeter sponge. Um, if you're doing more attack, then probably the two millimeter sponge. So yeah,
0: go with that. Great. All right. Thanks for the question, Abdullah, and hopefully that helps you out. Next up, Pavle says, "I watch the stroke videos and focus on the techniques that I see." But when I actually start playing, I see that I'm doing the strokes nothing like I should be doing them. Can you please give me some tips for doing better on my strokes?
1: Yeah, it's a common, common problem. The most important thing is that when you start to play your games, that um, initially forget about the score, forget about um, you know, think first about implementing your strokes and techniques. Once you can do that, then you can start to focus a little bit more on your tactics and all that sort of thing as well. So so, um, so first up, just focus on your technique when you're playing the game. So just transitioning that um, training time into your match time and then you can go from there.
0: Yeah, and, and when they're doing the training and trying to learn those techniques... If he feels like he hasn't got the correct action and even though he's got it in his head, is there something you should focus on? Maybe just like like we sort of say, maybe making sure you got the correct start and finish positions?
1: Yeah, the start, the start and finish are the two crucial things. If you do those two things well, then your stroke will develop well. Um, yeah, don't try and make it too complicated, too complex. Start finish, start, finish, start, finish, is the real key. And if you do that in your match situation as well, then um, you'll start to be able to implement that, the, the strokes
0: correctly. Great. All right. Well, so, Pavlo, yeah, try that. Um, really watch the videos again, focus on the start and finish positions, and then in your training, just really make sure you're, you're doing that. And, and if you like, you can... Try and film a bit of it so you can get some feedback on what you are doing. But, yeah, keep working on getting the correct start and finish positions. If you do that, everything else will fall into place. So good luck, Pavle. Next up is a question from Christian who says, I play with a friend of mine who is very good at consistency with returning the ball. However, I was wondering if I can attack his serve. His serve is a plain topspin serve that you guys said we shouldn't be using Any advice on attacking it? Yeah. (laughs) So
1: if someone's serving a plain topspin serve and they're doing it regularly, so what you need to do is make sure you're you're ready in that um, good ready position. Maybe just a little bit further away from the table, so not right up close to the table because the topspin serve is going to come through to you. And just be ready to play either your backhand or your forehand topspin. So. Watch watch the serve. The main thing is to watch the direction so that you know where the ball's coming. So if you're watching the direction, face the ball, so either here or here, and then you make your own topspin stroke. So um, if they're serving a fl- flat topspin serve, it'll allow you to make a good topspin stroke at it. So give yourself a little bit of space, um, be down in your ready position and stay there, and then just play a good... Um, Backhand or forehand topspin stroke from there.
0: Great, yeah, and and that'll put a lot of pressure on your opponent, Christian. If you can play that topspin stroke, it doesn't have to be super fast. Just um, just play a nice forehand topspin, or if you are in good position, you can can hit it harder. But try that out, and I'm sure it will put your your friend under a lot of pressure. All right. Well, that wraps up episode 115. Thanks, to everybody, for watching. Make sure you visit pingskills.com, sign up for our free newsletter, and also check out our premium membership. We've got lots of um, information available for our premium members, a whole series of videos on serving, receiving, match strategy, plus the 52-week training plan, which is really the cornerstone of the premium membership, lets you It gives you a different training routine every week to help you improve, focusing on different things like consistency, and then at the end, tournament preparation. There's a whole range of things that will really help you improve. So check out the premium membership at pingskills.com. And thanks for watching the show. Make sure to leave any comments on our blog, and we will see you again tomorrow. Thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeff, and uh, yeah, uh, ping
1: skillers. Have a good day. Have plenty of table tennis yourself. But also remember, get on, watch those world championships and uh, and get good images into your head. See you tomorrow.
0: See you tomorrow, everybody. Bye.